Sometimes it's better that way. It is. Welcome to Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. What's on going on? Happy New Year, boys. Yeah, for real. This Happy is going to be a... Everybody. Did you have a good party, boys? Really short turnaround for an episode. Considering yeah. We're recording on New Year's Day, and this is going to drop tomorrow. Whoa. Did you stay up late, boys? Yes. Yes. That's a Texas I sent for. <clears throat> I feel very weird today. I made it to, to midnight, but uh, that was about it. Uh, the wife was asleep at 8.30. I saw that. <laughs> I was like, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Your wife's 10 play. That's all good. Yeah. For real. So, all right. What's new? Hey, uh, uh, trip to Indiana as per usual winter events. Got some uh, some fun stuff brought back. Good times. How was it? Like yeah, you going know, to new places that you haven't been yet? Or? You know, like the, the winter trip is always the worst because you're trying to fit in like extra Christmas type activities with family and extended family. So... And it's probably cold as shit up there compared to it's, here. It was just gross. Like, it was just gray and cloudy and rainy the whole time. But, uh, you know, it's I, I have a bunch of places on my radar that I want to go visit next time we get out there. Uh, it's just hard when, like I said, you've got to fit in like three to four more like family-specific events. And there's only... We've kind of gotten to where there's a limited number of days we want to go and stay. Right. So, Yeah. Yeah, I, I did the uh, <laughs> I did have the fun thing where uh, I was planning on meeting some some folks for lunch on Friday, and uh, you know, doing that central to eastern time zone shift. Mm-hmm. Did my math wrong yep. and left way early, and now all of a sudden instead of uh, I've got an hour to go hit a couple beers, you know, beer stores and, and look for things, uh, I've got two hours. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of hit them all and uh, spent a bunch of money. So I mean, hey, you know. Like you do Good time, you so we'll, we're having some of that stuff here on the show, so uh, lots of fun there. Right on. Yeah. Well, you get up to anything? In regards to... Since we last recorded, beer-wise. Oh, man. Uh, well, I have my Brawley's Black and Blue tickets in hand. Oh, yeah. So that's a big-ass deal for me. So I know what I'm going to be doing in mid-March. Clear my schedule for that weekend, because they have dibs. Just pumped. Good times. Yeah, really is. Like, it's going to be the 11th and my 11th. Like, just, it, it really is one of those can't miss things for me. So, pretty excited about that. Cool. I haven't, I mean, it's just a whole bunch of forward looking stuff. You yeah. Know, I've, I've run into uh, Neil's over at a, a QCBF, Queen City Brewers Festival, a couple times over the last few weeks. Uh, God, ran into him in a new brewery. Man. Another new brewery opened in Charlotte. And how was it? Fine. I didn't know what the name of it was until I got there. Okay. I mean, that's that's weird because they've undergone a number of name changes and they settled on their last name like 10 days before they opened. So, Interesting. Good. Devil's Logic. It's not that far away from here, I don't think. 4th okay. Street. Okay. Elizabeth. Oof. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. There's so no. what other names? Can, can you talk about what other names you were playing with? Oh, Advocate Brewing was another one. I know. It's just kind of like... Beer Advocate Brewing? Yeah. Okay. I can see that being a problem. Well, no. There's somebody else with a Advocate trademark. So they're like, yeah, no. But still, don't really know what to think of them yet because... <clears throat> Their social media presence is nil. Gotcha. Their tap room is sparsely decorated. I mean, it's just like the absolute bare bones that a place can be. Like, I just haven't seen a brewery open this small since, like, Old Mecklenburg. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they're staying within their limits as opposed to yeah. trying to be everything all at once and sure, not but, being able to back it up. But no signage, no social media, no parking. Well, I mean, no parking con- seems like a problem. No <laughs> consensus on name. It's like, all right. So we'll, so I, we'll see. Dumb question. Did they have any beer yet? Yeah. They had like a Kolsch and a Pale Ale and a West Coast IPA and a oatmeal coffee stout that's more like a coffee stout. Didn't get a whole bunch of rich, meaty, odiness. Gotcha. But, you know, we'll yeah. see. At least it doesn't sound like, if I'm reading this right, it doesn't sound like they're testing their pilot batches on you, at least. Thank God. I mean, because 
uh, talk about something I'm happy to leave behind in 2019, like going to protagonist and having their legit first two runnings, like being completely underwhelmed. Yeah. Shame. And unfortunately that's the kind of thing that, you know, probably scares you off. And I mean, you'll probably end up going back at some point just to see if they've gotten better, but well, that's, that's what I use QCBF for is Mm. I went there in the last year. Okay. And this is like my chance to check somebody's temperature. Like, how are you doing now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Mm -hmm. Should do sense, actually. Should do that. Yeah, because I can't visit every single brewery all the time. Right. Well, and this is a really good barometer. And especially, you know, some of the ones that are kind of on the outskirts of town, a little bit more of a pain in the ass to get to. Oh, yeah, because I'm not driving to Harrisburg again anytime soon. Well, and there's there's got to be so many out there that it's hard to visit them all anyway. I mean, for Mm -hmm. you, you're close in town. It's not so bad. But, you know, if I'm coming up here, I'm unfortunately going to go with what you have mentioned about them to begin with. And I'm just going to pass. There's too many others I'd rather go to. If I'm in that right. area, I'm, I'm just I'm not going there because they had that issue that one time. Why risk it? Nothing quite like once upon a time I was able to ride my bike to every single Charlotte brewery. Right. All three and of them. <laughs> four. I mean, even I guess. when it was like 10 and now, no, can't do that anymore. Well, shit, man. I can remember when Mark still lived here, we go to his apartment, walk down to the light rail stop, and hit just about every fucking brewery in town. Yep. Can't do that anymore. That was That's crazy. And that was, I mean, what, five, six years ago? That it was just some, fucking yeah. nuts. Yeah. Growth is a neat thing, and it's, it's neat to see the success that some are having. It's interesting to see the ones that are well-funded out of the gate yes. versus those that you know look like they're going to take it slow. But, yeah. you know... I, everybody's got their own way. And so long as you've got a good plan, you know, and, and, and you know how to run your business, let's, you know, that's, this is a good thing. Yeah. So speaking of growth. Oh, growth. Yes. It's time for our top five beers of the year. I actually came prepared this year. Kudos, sir. For the first time. Kudos, sir. Oh. Oh, look at Jeff. Hard with a, copy. Index card. I had too many things going on. I'm like, I have to write this down. Otherwise. Fair. Uh, fair. Fancy. Uh, so Jeff, what, what is your number five? Uh, my number five for this year was, uh, oh dang. The other thing, oh, the reason you never see me write anything down is, uh, <laughs> you can't read I gotta read own. my, I gotta read my writing. Um, old mad joy by great raft, uh, was a listener beer actually. Uh, oh, got submitted yeah. in. you know, it was, uh, it's from like, uh, Louisiana. I want to say, oh, that was the Baltic Porter, it was the Baltic right? Porter and the barrels. Like that was one that really just caught my attention, like just completely out of nowhere. Didn't have any expectations going yep. into it yep. and, uh, really, really made an impact for me. So, uh, uh, good job. Nice. Willie Wells. Well, so I slimmed it down to five, but I didn't put them in any sort of order. So okay. I'm doing mine alphabetically. Okay. That's to, fine. Uh, so alphabetically, starting off, uh, Allagash, the True Penny Pilsner. Okay, that was the half lagered, half uh, mixed. I mean, it was a mixed culture Pilsner. Yeah, but it's from Allagash, so you know it's at least going to be good. And but that one just hit the spot. I went through a, a couple four packs before I brought it in. So, God, I'm still feeling that beer. That's nice. good. That's real good. Nice. So believe it or not, oh. Mine are actually a lot from Charlotte this year. Oh, well, hey, there's nothing nice. wrong with that. I, I was very surprised when I actually looked at my list and I went, holy shit, there's a bunch of local stuff on here. Yep. Uh, so my number five Ooh. from Triple C. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Pineapple. Pineapple 3C. Pineapple 3C. Nice. I mean, come on. As that, that, was, that was so good. I, I just, yeah. Like, Especially I, that, I, it has that frozen crowler taste to it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, uh, and that was from episode 293, by the way, in case mm. anybody wants to go back and listen. Dang, I forgot about writing down the episode numbers. I got good this year about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm normally pretty bad about it. Uh, do you, We want to do four and then hit our new story and then do our sure. three. All right, all right. So number four for me, um, uh, same episode as Josh's, the uh, 3C Pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to show up more than once. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it was one of those, like, uh, Josh and I both, we, we love some pineapple beer, and it's so rare to find somebody that does a really good job at it. And what I what I found really great about Triple C's iteration of this is that the pineapple was there, but it wasn't overwhelming, and it was definitely real pineapple, which yes. is so hard to get expressed well in a beer. 100%. Um, and it just drank like a dream. I mean, 3C IPA is one of those that I sleep on a lot. 
Uh, but it's just real good. I mean, it's, you know, especially, you know, fresh to fresh to fresh. It can hang with anybody. Yep. Um, it's so delicious. And uh, yeah, that, that pineapple variant this year was great. It was. It was fantastic. And you're right. 3C is one that I tend to sleep on. I typically go baby baby maker yeah. more than anything. But yeah. It's just, it is so weird too. And I don't know if it's just because I've got something lodged in my head about it over the years, but it's just like, just to be able to, to, to walk into the store and be like, ah, yes. Uh, oh, Hey, this is real fresh. I'm buying this now. Yeah. It's good times. Yeah. Wells up next alphabetically for me, bells, double two hearted. Oh, that yes. thing Yes, I, I just remember being so excited when that was announced. I, I think all three of us were. And, yeah. But it hit and it delivered. Yes, like that is it sure exactly did. what, when you say double two-hearted, that's what I picture in my head. So congratulations, Bells. You did exactly what I wanted you to do. Yeah, exactly. So just a nice traditional... Hoppy IPA. Mm. Yeah. No no haze in my list this year. I'm really proud of myself. Wow. 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 Spoiler Wow. My number four from 268 from Revolution, Cafe Death. Mm. Cafe Death. Had me some of that this last weekend. It was real good. It's just so goddamn good. It is. I looked at, you know, and so the, it's funny, you know, you go into a different market and you get into one of those like, uh, uh, embarrassment of riches, but yet, like, where do I spend my money? And I'm sitting there, and, I, and I'm yeah. looking at this one uh, at uh, the, the Wine Tree on Washington Avenue. If you're ever in Indiana, uh, they have real good selection of high ABV stuff. Where some of the other stores kind of shy away from it a little bit, but because uh, so, they, so they, they had like 120 and worldwide. Okay, and I was, like I was about to ask. So, just as a quick reminder, Indiana doesn't have the crazy ABV they don't. caps. Okay, they've got other crazy laws, and none of which I can think of off the top of my head. But the ABV cap isn't there, so it, you know. So I, I bypassed the worldwide and the 120 because I bought some of that already this year in, in South Carolina. Um, but I'm staring at the Revolution stuff, and it's like Death Star, Cafe Death, and. Um, Straight jacket. And I almost brought some Cafe Death, and I, I, I didn't buy any more. Jerk. <laughs> I didn't buy any Death Star either, but I may have grabbed some straight jacket. Didn't even may text, have. didn't call, didn't yeah. write. <laughs> didn't write, didn't Yeah. I sent up a smoke screen, which you probably couldn't see because the sky was too gray. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, meanwhile here, it was like 70 fucking degrees. <laughs> we, you know, we were making this joke that where the, uh, where the time zone change happens, like in the middle of Tennessee is where the weather change happens too. And sure enough, I mean, like, you know, driving back here, I mean, it was just like gray and misty and gross. And we get through Nashville and it's starting to clear up a little bit. And then like 20 minutes before we hit that time zone change, like all the clouds start disappearing. And then it was clear blue the rest of the way. Welcome home, Jeff. And I'm like, yes, this is why we come back. (laughs) Well, I mean, that and not staying, but anyway. You kind of live here too. You know? Yeah, we. Well, yeah. you, you got a mortgage. Oh, yeah. That's right. Like the house is here, and you know my work stuff's here. I guess I should probably yeah, come yeah. back. So, do you remember speaking of high ABV beers? Wells, back in the, I believe it or was not. the summer that we kind of talked about this same brewery that had a problem with exploding cans. Yeah, and I, that was a, a topic we covered on several shows, I believe. But yeah, people adding a whole bunch of fruit additions, and there being secondary fermentation in cans that resulted in little grenades being tossed around. Yeah. Yeah. Some, one of them, I think even famously was said, uh, don't ship this beer was the name of it or something like that. You know, yes. Yeah. You know, time bomb or something like that. I mean, they're almost like some of these brewers were almost leaning into the idea that, you know, their beer was now edgy and dangerous because they put fruit in Afterwards, and it could cause secondary fermentation. I mean, we talked about this at least locally with uh, Heist and their Pickin series because those were, I guess that was last year. Yeah. Um, but those were especially fruity, but I'd never aged them because I think I just knew better. Yeah. Well, let me ask you another question. Yeah. <laughs> You've brewed beer before, right? Uh huh. Jeff? You have yes. at one point in your life. Right? I, I no, I, I have I have both done it independently a couple of times, and I have assisted many times. Okay, and I have done it, and mm-hmm. you know one of the at least in my opinion primary functions of you brewing a beer, or, or one of the things you should definitely know is what the ABV is, and it's not that hard to calculate. I mean, no. as, a, as a home brewer, you know you can buy you know 
cheap equipment that kind of give you a rough estimate. You can do a bunch of math, give yeah. you a rough estimate. But this is stuff that like, you know, you kind of want to take pride in knowing what it is yeah. when yeah, you give it to somebody and it's like, you know, like, hey, here's my. Uh, you know, you know, here, here's my brown ale. Uh, it's 24%. Like, well, it's the kind of thing that you need to warn somebody about ahead of time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if. Oh, but it's original gravity, final gravity. And then you figure out the difference between and yeah. God forbid if you add any sort of, I don't know, unfermented fruit juice to it, you should be able to do the math and calculate that. If that's not going to ferment, then you just diluted the beer down so it won't be as strong anymore. That's pretty common sense homebrewing stuff that any amateur should be able to figure out. But what about a professional brewery? Should they be able to figure that out too? Nah. Nah. That's not important at all. So we got this. I mean, this story has been all over the place. It was on our subreddit. Actually, it was where I was first kind of... I first saw it, and then I started to research it and went, holy fucking shit. Yep. This is a disaster. Yeah. So, basically, 450 North, out of Columbus, Indiana, they are a pretty hot brewery these days. Uh, Really famous for their slushy line of beers. Again, beers with a lot of fruit additions going to them. Uh, Problem is... Somebody decided to send some of their stuff to a lab, and what was billed as an 8% beer is really about 2.85% ABV. So So wait, say those numbers again. Supposed to be 8 is actually 2.85%. So as a consumer, Mm -hmm. in theory, I'm not buying this... For my ABV per dollar, how drunk can I get? How fast? But that's, you know, like I wouldn't get mad if, like, say I bought a can of pineapple 3C and it said it was 7% and the lab said it was actually 7.2 or 6.5. Yep. Half a percent off, you know, like stuff happens between batch to batch and they're not going to go and check every single one and yada, yada, yada. Um, and the feds that allow for a little bit of variance. There has to be. Within 0.3%. Oh, really? This That's is, tight? Yeah. This, this, this is more than 3%. Yeah. This is almost double 3%. Well, and not only that, but this is a typical one of those. It's a 16-ounce can. They come in four packs, and what do you think they are selling these for? 20 bucks. Yep. 15 to 20 bucks. So, and, and again, not that I'm necessarily looking at what's going to be my ABV per dollar. However... A twenty dollar four pack of two and a half percent beer, I'm really gonna question. And I know yeah, I know fuck off. I, I know Wells sometimes will give me a hard time about well, it costs more to make this particular beer. We've talked about that with some of the coffee but beers. This doesn't cost more to make. No, I hear that's you. the thing. Like your your malt bill, like you've clocked in for eight percent that comes in at two point eight five, like that's a significant cost difference to, to make something like that. So I think right? All right, so, so this is my big question. How do they fuck up this bad? I That I have no idea. Because you should be able to calculate if it's this going in and if it's this coming out, then you should know what your alcohol content of the OG beer is. Yeah. Now, then if you're going to further dilute with fruit juice, again, fine. But if you end up with like a thousand gallons of this and suddenly you have... 1500 gallons but no additional fermentation has taken place then you should know that your alcohol content is going to be significantly less yeah and and they didn't or i I don't know this this screams of either like nefarious bullshit like they knew and lied or they didn't know and they're idiots and either way this is not a good look so number one uh, the Instagram post, and of course, we're going to link the story on the show, but you kind of have to go read them because it's just like, they might as well have just put up a shrug emoji and went, eh, whatever. It's no big deal. Yeah, because their response to this wasn't to say, oh shit, we fucked up. We're recalling all the cans. Their response was, we're just not going to post ABV information on our beers anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Well, yeah, okay. The shrug emoji. I have no idea what I'm doing. So, so my fingers keep falling off. I chopped off my arm. Solved the problem. Um, <laughs> but like, did you though? So I have I mean, to ask. To, to me, this this is such a this is a. But they've oh, updated God. their stuff and untapped. Finally, so. You go in there. Does it, and does it have like the shrug emoji for ABV? Because like that would be amazing if it did. But you go in like a friend of mine just checked in one of those and I clicked on the ABV just to see what it said. And lo and behold, it said 2.56 now. Of course like, it did. But you probably like traded an arm and a leg to get a sub 3% beer. Good job. Well, and that's and that's just it. I mean, at that point, like so th- it's an interesting bit of psychology in my mind for does this change the secondary market value on this beer? Uh, yeah. Okay. But like most people trading this beer aren't looking to drink it. So they don't really care as long as they're getting their trade value for it. I mean, you know, I get it when you're trying to trade for something that's 10 plus percent, but I mean, even the difference between eight and three, you know. Yeah. So my my big question for you, Jeff, specifically, since you just came back, I did. Did you see any of this stuff? I wasn't there? looked. I didn't see any of these slushy beers. Okay. Uh, I was curious. So Columbus is closer to Indy than it is to Evansville. Um, I don't recall seeing any 450 brewing, but then I wasn't looking for it because I completely spaced the fact that they were Indiana. Okay. Even then, like with the way these guys are, I wouldn't expect to see yeah. any of it in the regular bottle shops. I love it. A hype darling series of kettle soured beers. Love it. So to go a little bit further with this uh, really quickly before we get into some more top fives, uh, what I found very interesting in this article was, number one, basically this was a winery that they just kind of gave the brewery to their kids. That's how this whole thing started. Sounds legit. And one of the best pull quotes out of the story that I found was the head brewer basically bitching that uh you know recipes don't scale up from like when i homebrew them they just don't scale up in, into the big boy systems they do though um, it's it's look you're so, you got to deal with brew house efficiencies it's yes. not like you can just say oh it's 15 times the size so we just added in 15 times the everything but that's what professionals can do yeah. is run that math and but, say it's going to be like this on our homebrew system, and I mean it's it's like solving for why, yeah. You know, no, no, the why is the big question here. And and the more I think about it, to me this this just feels like a lazy brewer that said, eh, it's probably eight and a half, and and walked away at that. Yeah, I mean, you know, that pull quote you just mentioned, like to me that resonates very strongly in the. You know, I'm making stuff. I don't really care. You know, it it's fine. Fine. It's two and a half. Who cares? It's fine. Y'all buying my stuff. I just bought three new cars. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And that's that sucks. Like that's the kind of stuff that puts a bad lens on all the other professional yeah. brewery owners and everybody else that knows what they're doing. Well, and I, and, and and to make the, the whole thing just even more insane than it already is. The Brewers Guild in Indiana basically said, hey, look, we've got the equipment that you can borrow to get your accurate ABV. You don't even have to buy this setup. You can just borrow our shit. Yeah. And yeah, but lazy. Even you're not locally, fix lazy. there are so many breweries in town that have labs that allow other breweries that don't have labs. Like, come on in. Have this thing checked out. You know, we'll charge you for our time, but otherwise, like, feel free to use our service. Like, that's that makes just so much sense. These days, like, there's no excuse for something like this. We aren't in the dark age. Yeah. Uh, the equipment, yes, it, it costs money, but if you have 15 different breweries having access to it, like, it, the cost goes down. And, and I wonder how long this brewery is allowed or I shouldn't say allowed. Like, I just wonder how long they continue to be successful because if it if these beers are two and a half percent, you know, so so it brings up a question, right? At two and a half percent, the beer tastes the same. Yeah. yeah, you just know what the real number is. So either you're buying this beer because you like the beer, or you're buying this beer because it's the hot get. 
And so that all being said, if you're really buying this to trade it and the people buying it or trading for it are getting it because they like it, fine. Yeah. But if they're doing it just because they think it has more ABV in it and that drops off, how much does this impact their business? Pretty significantly. I, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, that's, I, that, that, should be a, that should be a killer for me, though. I mean, I, 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 won't, I wouldn't have bought any of that. I mean, knowing... I can't trust you. I can't trust yeah. that you know what you're doing. If you can't calculate ABV, yeah. if you don't know that adding juice to a fermented product doesn't drop the ABV significantly, like, what else don't you know? Do you not know how to sanitize and clean your tanks? Like, I mean, yeah, like, like all of a sudden, I mean, yeah, worst case scenario starts replaying in my head. Where else are you fucking up? If yeah. you can't do a simple calculation on ABV. And really, then at this point, are you an actual brewer or are you just making some stuff, throwing a bunch of crap in it and bingo having some success because you saw a trend, you took it to an extreme and you're getting away with it until people say, hey, wait a second. What what I'm curious about, too, not that it really matters, but what what caused this individual to send a sample to a lab? You know, do you. Is it somebody just like pounding through like three of these going, man, I really thought I'd be a little more turnt than this. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I'd, I'd love to know the impetus behind this too. Uh, somebody like I've finished three of these crowlers by myself and I'm still standing. How? I mean, I got a little slosh, but other than that, I had to, I have a genius bunch. fucking idea for us now. Hot damn. I've got like those little, you remember Don't Mr. Beer, it. the what Mr. Beer, those little, like home brew. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We got like four of them. Yeah, we're just gonna start. Like we're gonna find the newest trend, whatever it is. We're just gonna make four of those, and we're gonna sell them for a thousand dollars each. I mean, or, you might as well. The trade market will be crazy. Yeah, exactly. And we'll we'll call them like you know, I don't know five ABV question mark and, and, and yeah or not even questionable ABV, ABV on there. Like, uh, questionable ABV. Uh, title of our next beer. Copyright twenty twenty. Crap beer cast. There we go. Now. It's really easy indeterminate to, ABV. Also, copyright twenty twenty. Crap your cast. It's really easy to bag on these guys because you're getting less ABV, like you're going from eight percent to two point five six. But imagine on the other end of the scale, if you were buying something and consuming something, assuming it was three percent, and it was instead eight. Yeah. You know that's that's a liability. Yeah. Like yeah. suddenly. How did I get so fucked up? I had three of these beers and yeah. I'm drunk as shit. Like, Suddenly Utah be loving this beer. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Oddly, all of the trading data uh, shows that they're all going to Utah for some reason. <laughs> Who knows why? Well, Utah's good for up to 5% now. Oh, well, I mean, damn. Because we had to talk about that in the recent show and all the... Oh, yeah, they dumped all the... They had to dump all the beer that was between four and five percent because they couldn't sell it back to the distributor wow year in review good job utah (laughs) but but really that's a common thing but if i'm ordering up three beers at presumed 2.83 or 2.56 and instead they weigh in at eight o'clock like or eight percent that's a i mean that's a dui yeah I mean that's that's a significant difference, I and mean, then that would impact how I order things on the other side. So, and they could literally say, "I bought two beers." Yeah, and now I've gotten no into idea. all this trouble and DUI and yada yada. Oh, good. And now I'm going to file a class action yeah, lawsuit. I was, I was about to say, not even class action. They would or just a direct. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just a right part. fucking right at them. So, Ooh, I mean, shit. It, I didn't I mean, even think about that. Yeah, it's but it's the opposite side of this exact same coin, like. You could be screwed the other way too. Yeah, like yeah. suddenly it's a little bit more serious. Like, holy shit, they're giving us more alcohol than I was planning on. More, less, whatever. Like you, you budget for certain things, whether it's your wallet or your liver or both. Um, but I believe if I'm asking for an eight percent beer, that it needs to be within point three percent of eight. Yeah, yeah, and not two point five six. Yeah. Shocking. Uh, yeah, what a fucking mess. Just a mess. It's what just a, a mess. Uh, that's just like, how do you not know how to... It's subtraction. Well, it's subtraction because there's an addition. So, well, and, and you said it best earlier. This is solve for why. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, that was one of my prides when I was brewing a beer is I knew exactly what went in it. I knew it's ABV. Yep. 
What if I paid attention to all that shit? And then if I add in like X amount of an additive, whether it's coffee, fruit puree, whatever, if that's not fermenting, then my ABV has to come down. Just it has to. What, what if what if they didn't do that last piece of the math? Maybe the original beer, you know, ended up at eight or whatever, and they didn't calculate. They put in that much fruit crap. That diluted it that much, and they didn't even think to do the math on that. Yeah, you put in a thousand pounds of fruit puree. I'd like to think you're calculating for something. But you know, I mean, if I you don't see, know any better. I mean, stupid is as stupid does, Ms. Blue. I could get it. Yeah, mm. sadly. Yeah. All right, number three. Oh, and then number, we'll go do our break. All right, number three. Uh, all right, so I did that one. I did that one. Uh, number three. Um, my first ever Fauna Flora beer that I like. It's the Ozeptus. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, like Imperial. Was it all beer or was it a, a Martzen? Uh, Imperial Martzen aged in bourbon barrels. Yeah. Um, or or Vienna Lager. I'm sorry. Yeah, Vienna Lager. That's what it was. Um, you know, like every now and then, you know, like those beers come along and like, I, I don't want to say that I hate on Fauna Flora, especially not like I do like Unknown, but I just like every time I have them, I'm just kind of like whelmed. Yeah, I would say you've always been whelmed by them. Yeah, it's just, and that's all I can ever do. But this one actually, this is maybe the second one of theirs that's, that's you know, caught my eye. This one really turned my head. Um, smooth, delicious. I would go for more of that. One of the few of uh, that um, I went looking for, you know, honestly, like after we had it on the show. And of course, you know, you're not going to find it. But yeah. um, man, damn good beer. Nice. Yours next in alphabetical order. Cruising on down my top five in alphabetical order is the Fanta Flora Ozaptus. <laughs> nice. I mean. Oh, dang. It was. That beer had no business being that good. A bourbon barrel aged Vienna lager. 12% ABV. Like it It just. It made me smile. In, in ways that like few beers this year did. Like it's just. It was so good, so bourbon forward, but without being hot, just like tons of vanilla, yeah. super yep. smoothed out, like just a, a 12%. I could, I could do two cans of those yeah. in a sitting, like, yeah. and then hate myself. Sure, but damn good. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Josh, where are you been? Uh, from episode 284, from Firestone Walker. Sukaba. Sukaba. Oof, man. Damn good. Yeah. Hell Dorado is the one I want to get my hands on one of these days. Yeah. I don't know if we if that hits our market or not, but I can't remember. Yeah, I haven't I, seen it. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't I always keep I've an eye out for it. it, but I haven't seen it yet. So maybe one of these days. We haven't had Firestone Walker. Well, it's been a year. Yeah. Because it was uh, Kit's last anniversary that they rolled out all that Firestone Walker. So we've been here for a whole rotation. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Who knows? Hopefully. But yeah. Sukaba. Good stuff. Of course. All right, are we ready for break? Yes. We will be back in 30. It's time for Buy No Buy. Jeff, how does that work? Buy No Buy is where we talk about the beer that we've been having throughout the show and whether or not we would spend our own out-of-pocket money on the beer. Pretty easy. Yeah. Which you, that's, you did. You you brought back a, a haul of beer this time. Well, this first one uh, was, uh, was a brother-in-law gift. He gave me a, <clears throat> a couple four-packs and a bomber. And we usually do some trades, and he really likes uh, Bird Songs Jalapeno, so okay, I'm always nice. happy to oblige that. Um, i trying to remember what else I took. A couple other things, but local stuff. Uh, bourbon barrel aged up all night. You know, fun stuff. Cool. But um, this is Second Shift Brewing's uh, Little Big Hop out of St. Louis, Missouri. Missouri. It's a New England-style session IPA. Um, it's fine... I don't find myself buying session beer for any reason. Um, and a hazy session really doesn't speak to me that much. I mean it's 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 an okay beer, but I'm I'm not I'm not buying this. No buy. Okay. Wells. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. 
But I'm kind of with Jeff. There's nothing really speaking to me saying, buy more of me. So I won't. Josh. Yeah, this is weird. Is it not? Like a session that's hazy? Like, do we? It feels like that thing that they're doing just to be doing it. Uh, I was about to say, have we gotten to this point? No, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, session hazy. This wasn't terrible, but it, it didn't do anything to stand out. So I, I just have to go by it on principle. Yeah. Next beer up. All right. Next beer up. Um, every time I go to Indiana, uh, I, I look for the, um, uh, what do they call it? The group of heroes, six pack. It's like a 12 pack mixed case of three cans of anti-hero from Revolution and then three like whatever they're. It's almost like a seasonal pack. Right. Right. Um, so we got three of those for today. Uh, the first one up is the Northeast Hero. This is a Northeast style IPA, as they say. Uh, website says two separate dry hop editions, including Citra, Cashmere, Galaxy, Mosaic, and Citra. I guess again, maybe that's the second batch. Um, it creates a fusillade of American hop flavor. Uh, this is actually pretty good. Uh, you know me, and I don't normally get too crazy on the hazy, but uh, this one I liked. Um Glad I bought the box, and uh, I would I would buy this again. Wells, I am crazy about this hazy. This is a pretty tasty little beer. Like, definitely kind of perked my ears up. Plus the can art, damn. Yeah, I mean, I won't lie to say that like I like the beer, but then I also know how much Josh likes the can art. So it's kind of one of those like, well, I'm buying it for Josh. I mean, really, if we're being <laughs> I mean, really, like, I'm like really, it for Josh. And, and I have to buy him twelve cans at a time. So you know, oh darn, oh darn. Got to make the donuts. No bother. Josh, where are you with this? Yeah, this is fantastic. I mean, whoo-wee. And it, this is the fun. This is the thing that I love about you going back to Indiana is that I know you're going to come back with these every year. It's like it's like second Christmas. It, yeah. It's and, always and awesome. And they're not always great. Like, right. I mean, we've had a lot of them, and it's just kind of like, man, that one wasn't great. But then some of them, like the Cashmere Hero. Like, I always remember the Cashmere Hero. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that one always stuck out to me. That one was real good. and. Yeah, exactly. they're always fun. And, and again, the can art's real fun too. And and I was uh, interacting with somebody on Twitter last night, and he was like, "You should try like Revolution Rye Rye Way." And I'm like, "Dude, we had that uh, like three years ago." Yeah, like <laughs> uh, literally, years. we did this year. Yeah, my dick is this big, bro. That's right. <laughs> next beer up. Uh, next beer up uh, in the series is the Northwest Hero, uh, Northwest IPA. Uh, it's a you know. West Coasty kind of style, uh, including Columbus, Chinook, Centennial, Cascade, and Warrior. Um, now, y'all know I am crazy about my West Coast. I do like this one a lot. I would buy this one on its own. Wells? I want my West Coast a little bit more bitter. Uh, I mean, this is a, a nice assembly of hops, but not really in the boil schedule where I kind of want them to be. So a little, little soft for my taste for a West Coast. So sorry. Can't buy it. Josh? <clears throat> there was something I couldn't quite put my finger on why I didn't like it and you just hit the nail on the head boom this is very soft for a West Coast IPA yeah it's not terrible by any stretch of it's the imagination not, but, but you call something like if, if if it's full of like Northwest hops like this like dual purpose hops like this I, I, I just want some bittering to yeah. it and this just doesn't have it yep exactly so I'll have to know about this one Next beer up. All right. Uh, last one in the uh, new box series, the Midwest Hero, uh, which I cannot find anything on their website or on Untapped or on the can that tells me what type of hops they used. Uh, just that it's supposed to be bright and citrusy. And okay, cool. Um, this one's very sharp. Uh, I, I almost feel like uh, um, like this is the sharpness that Wells was missing in the in the Northwest. But um, this one's just real sharp and real dry. And I just. Um, not not loving this one, so I'm a no buy on the Midwest. Wells, I thought it was fine. I liked it a little bit better than the West Coast, but not quite the same level as the Northeast. Uh, but again, nothing really drawing me back towards this. I mean, I could go through a 12 pack of that Northeast Hero real easy, but that's about it. Josh, where you been? He's shaking his head. I'm not sure if he's on the fence or no. I'm not. It's just. Uh, it doesn't do anything for me. And I don't, you know, like the can makes some reference to it being the third coast. I'm like, I don't know that we need that to be a thing. Yeah. 
but can we please not have it be? But a I thing? mean, like I've seen a couple different breweries try to claim like Bell's Midwest IPA. You know, it's like a whole thing. And I'm just Bell's like, doing the Third Coast Old Ale. Yeah, it's just like I don't. Was anybody asking for this? Yeah, no, no. Uh, do we want to do our number two, and oh, then <laughs> do we need a break for that? <laughs> hey, oh, I'll be back in thirty minutes. Yeah, um, uh, my number two, and I'll let you know who it works for. Uh, works on Monday night. Monday night brewing's last will and testament. Nice uh, barrel aged nice. old ale. Uh, man, I tell you, just about everything that comes out of uh, Monday night's garage has been excellent. Uh, the the one maple one we had was a, a little maple forward, yep. but I mean yeah, that's like sure saying was. like you know it's a nine out of ten. I mean like really pretty much every bottle we get from them, uh, and thanks mostly to Chuck for sending all of those to us. Um, and I think this was one of those. Uh, this was just a really excellent beer. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm finding myself gravitating a lot away from stouts and especially like pastry stouts and, yeah. and all of that, and like really looking for. You know, old ale, barley rye wines. ale, barley wines, yeah, and and doing less of them, but but having focusing more that way, um, and so this one really hit me in, in the right spot. So, yeah, right on. Last will and testament. Wells, continuing my top five in alphabetical order, I've arrived at the Old Hickory Spectrum Ten, aged in uh, Imperial Stout, aged in gin, gin barrels. barrels. Like that one. That was a consideration. Yeah, that one just absolutely spoke to me. It, I was pretty hesitant, but also oddly confident that that beer was going to be pretty tasty. I mean, if Steven had the confidence to put it in gin barrels, then it's going to come out fine. Yeah. Uh, and lo and behold, it did. That beer taught me a lot about faith this year. So I, I could just go for one right now. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. From yeah. episode two sixty. Seven. I've still got it. From Divine Barrel. Whichever. Mm. Comfort and Darkness. Nice beer. It, that it that like, one that one edged just barely off my list. It, it felt like it hung out in that keyser forever, and I kept going, are we ever going to have this goddamn thing? About time. And then we had it, and I was like, I want more of this, and I want it now. Yep. And that's been damn near a year ago. That was from uh, January. Yeah. Man, Real damn good. Real damn good. Real damn good. And like I said, here's the thing that is really surprising to me. That is two of my top five that are from here. Mm-hmm. Like, And we've had some... We always tend to have some amazing damn beer on the show. We do. And it's just a testament to the quality that is really around this town. That yeah. Yeah. Five years ago, I don't necessarily think was all... It was always weird. There. Like When I go and I trade with people, I always get nervous because... I think it's because, you know, living here and having access to it, I lose sight of how excellent everything is. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I got to send this stuff to like Spokane. I'm like, oh, dang, what do I send? I don't want to send crap. Um, and then it's like, oh, wait, we've got all of the stuff that's actually really good. Yeah. And I'll just yeah. throw a bunch of Divine Barrel cans in there and I know it'll be awesome. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right. Uh, we'll do our number one after we do our final beer. So final beer up. Oh, you want to do uh, honorable mentions? No, we'll save that for show two. Okay. All right, time uh, fi- final beer up. Um, uh, so in in Evansville, apparently, uh, Topline Goliath is available. Which what? Yeah, I know. I was just like, all right, so that so that's a thing, you know, uh, distributors and whatnot. And uh, you know, I looked and uh, I grabbed uh, two things: uh, one for next show, one for this show. Uh, but this is the Topline Goliath Twisted Galaxy Double IPA. Uh, it's kind of like a, a hazy um, Galaxy Hop beer. And it's real good, and I like it. And uh, I would—I only bought one can of this. Spoiler alert: I like the other one more. But uh, this is real good. I'm glad I bought it. I would buy some more. Bye. Wells, that's a really good ass beer. Uh, How many times I want to pour you some of this? You've three. <laughs> yes, I, I will take some, please. Okay. No, it's it's good. I have yet to be let down by Top and Goliath. So keep up the good work, you guys. And Jeff, thanks for bringing this in. Absolutely. Again, it was one of those like embarrassment of riches. Like, I knew what I wanted to buy. I knew I wanted a bunch of Revolution, or you know, at least the twelve pack, and then one of their four packs of heavy beer, and then oh, here's some Top of Goliath, and then oh, I'm gonna need to get some uh, booze while I'm here too, because that's a thing that you do. It's all in the same store. It's great. Yeah, you um, know, like normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's all in the same store. It's great. 
So new, I would assume, then toppling Goliath to. Yeah, new new to Evansville. It's the okay. first time I've ever seen it. Because uh, I, I mean, I'll remember a couple of years ago when I was in Iowa and I wanted to go. You're to talking about Goliath. like getting an Uber or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and then I saw how fucking far away it was, yeah. and I'm like, uh, <laughs> nope, that's a hard pass. Yeah. And then I remember seeing it in a Target, going, "Holy shit! They it's just toppling Goliath sitting in a fucking Target. What the fuck?" Yeah. Uh, it's like going to a gas station and seeing Pliny the Elder when I was in California. Like, what? What? And ever since then, like, I had, I don't know, I think it was like a pale ale or something like that. But I've always been very curious to try more of their stuff. Right. This is fantastic. I have to assume that they're a fairly new entrant into the market. Um, most of the cans that I picked up looked like they were within like 30 to 45 days old. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, this particular can, uh, and, and, I, and I'll give them credit, and I'm, I'm mentioning this because I like how they do it. It was packaged on 12-12 at 7.49 a.m., and it's Best Buy 410 of 2020. Nice. It says it all on the can. Now, uh, the Best Buy, I'll make my own choice on that. Yes. However, it's nice that they listed, you know, both. Like, it's not that hard. To put five lines, no, four lines of print on the bottom of a can. It's not, but yet. But it is. <laughs> yeah. And that goes back to a point that we've talked about on the show a whole bunch. If you have a year-round beer and you are not date stamping that stuff, I will not buy it. Yep. Yep. No way. Hands down. Uh, do we want to do I tap that and then our number one? Uh, you're number you're one? driving the bus, brother. <laughs> Let's do I tap that first. All right. So I tap that is where we talk about the beer that we've had on the show. What's the one we would most like to have uh, on our keg, kegerator at the house? Um, I got a feeling I know how this is going to go, but I'll start off by saying the Twisted Galaxy is probably where uh, I'll be spending my time. Um, That uh, that Revolution Northeast Hero is real good, uh, but the Twisted Galaxy was the winner for me. Wells? What Jeff said. Josh? What Jeff said. All right. That's what Jeff said. Sweet. <laughs> Jeff brings the beer and... I mean, it was damn good. Damn yeah. straight it was. And, and you know, Toppling Goliath has a name for a fucking reason. Yeah. They are who they are. And damn it. They are who we thought they were? Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Uh, you're number one. All right. So my number one, uh, going back to your story earlier about what we should have on the show, uh, be sure to tell your, your friend on Twitter or Instagram or whatever it was that, uh, yes, Boss Ryway... Um, was had on this show. Yes. So right away to heaven aged in uh, Boss Hog, Armagnac, I think, uh, barrels. Um, you know, that beer will always have, I think, a special place in my heart. That right way to heaven is just so good in that uh, yeah. that Boss Hog variation of it. I, I had, I think it was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, had uh, a can of Boss right way and you know, it's a little bit all right. It's all right, all right. It's all right, all right. Damn good. But yeah, that was uh, that was probably my favorite beer of the year. Well, last up in alphabetical order, but probably is my favorite beer of the year. I laughed when this sucker was announced and it made me shut the hell up. It was the collaboration between Oscar Blues and Cigar City, the Bambarana. Oh, God. Yes. That yes. beer smoked everything else for me. Like, and... <clears throat> That was a high point for me at Untapped Festival because there was no line and they were pouring that beer. I'm like, holy crap. Just I'm gonna fill have me up. Fill me up. No, it was, they were opening cans of it and I just, I probably had a, a can. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> He's like that guy on the airplane. Can I just get the can, please? Yeah. <laughs> can I just get the can because I'm, I'm just going to walk through. So it, that's, that's damn good. That's, that's, that's damn good beer. My fifth and probably my number one. We'll see. Josh. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give you the name of the brewery. I want you guys to guess. See if you can. Boulevard, 30th anniversary. Triple C. Spike. Flat rim. Boom! Oh, yeah. Damn. Nailed it. Yeah. That, that was on my top 10. I mean, I had to Yeah, I had to uh, talking about it, and like, in, in all, all kidding or whatever aside, you know, we talk a little amongst each other, you know, and, and just like side talk in between shows and, and sets and whatnot. And, um, I know for a fact that both Josh and Wells have purchased copious amounts of that beer. Yes. Yep. Since it came out. Yes. And I'm just, number one, shocked that a haze beer made my number one. But it was so mm-hmm. damn good. And I remember very distinctly you and I having the conversation of, you need to get to Triple C and try this. And I was like, 
all right. Do I really? No, 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 no. I don't think you're hearing me. And then we went, and I was like, holy Oh, dang. Holy shit. Can I get a couple crowlers of this, please? And then some four packs. Yeah, that's his keys fault. Yeah. Man, that was good. That's a good beer. And that's one that I bought and took back to Indiana and gifted to some friends. Because I'm like, you know, Hazy's a big thing. This is a really good representation of what Charlotte's doing. Durham Tootin's, yeah. I mean, I, I'd be hard pressed to think. I, I know you guys are going to come up with something heist, but to me, heist can be a little too extreme sometimes. No, I get it. Totally. And that triple C flat brim, I think, is a, a very excellent, like, middle of the road, yep. hazy, but not in a bad way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we're at the end of the show, Jeff. Where are we at, man? Come check us out on the interwebs. Uh, go to craftbeercast.com. Uh, you can find links to our old episodes. Uh, you can find us on patreon.com slash craftbeercast, facebook.com slash craftbeercast. Um, or, you know, maybe Twitter's your platform of choice because there's nothing but positive things on Twitter. Um, <laughs> hit us up at CBcast there. Uh, actually, you know, uh, we're, we're kind of toying around with uh, getting Discord up and running. We actually have a Discord server up and running. So uh, if you're interested in that, uh, slide into Josh's DMs at CBcast. Otherwise, Wells, where can they find you? In Josh's DMs at CBcast. <laughs> or at all the Wells on the Instagrams and Twitters. Josh, where are you, man? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craftbeercast. And I think we've hit everything else. So we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Thursday.